Welcome to the Lakovian Report, Week 1. The Tory leadership race is tightening as Liz Truss edges ahead of Rishi Sunak to be the next leader of the Tory party and Prime Minister. Sunak, of course, is running on fixing the economy, which he's been in charge of for the last few years, mostly with tax cuts, all of which will be going to the richest of the rich and big business, meaning himself. Given the fact that Rishi's campaign website was created only six days after the Partygate photos were released, it's somewhat disappointing that after all this time, this is all they came up with. Liz Truss, conversely, not to be outdone, has also proposed tax cuts and an emergency budget with more money for the military as well. The cornerstone of her entire campaign, in fact, are these low taxes, including cutting national insurance and taxes on big business. But at the same time, she is promising more money for levelling up, with no real explanation as to how she will pay for it. Both are also declaring a war on woke, whatever that means, and both are supporting the illegal Rwanda policy. Rishi Sunak said that you should be allowed to call a mother a mother. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure you can absolutely still do that, so I don't know what he's on about here, and probably he doesn't either. So, this is it. During the worst cost-of-living crisis since the Second World War, with almost a third of British children in poverty and sky-high energy bills, the only two candidates to lead the country are both promising a mix of military spending and culture war nonsense, while millions are going to go hungry this winter. This, it seems, is the Conservative Party solution, ignoring the problem and trying desperately to distract everyone with talk of a war on woke. All of this, as well, is to be chosen by only around 200,000 people in a population of 60 plus million. It's pretty pathetic, while real solutions like universal basic income, which could actually fix everything, don't get proposed at all. Now for some much better news, as the planned strike at British Airways has actually now been called off. A 13% pay rise deal has been secured for workers. With inflation now in double digits, pay rises like this are essential, and it's because of strong unions and strike action that it was accomplished. And it really just goes to show, for all the talk of a high-wage economy, the Conservative Party and government has really not achieved it at all. Uh, real rates of pay have actually decreased under Boris Johnson, and uh, real rates of poverty have definitely increased. So what you're seeing is really only the highly unionized workplaces are being able to secure the pay rises to keep up with inflation that they need. Um, so it, it really is fantastic news. Um, and it shows that they're winning. They're still winning. They are able to make even a giant like British Airways do the right thing and uh, make sure their pay keeps up with inflation, you know. Um, a lot of criticism is often leveled at them, obviously, um, saying that they're selfish, um, which is really utterly ridiculous because they're fighting for better wages and working conditions for themselves, which they have every right to do. It's not selfish that they are able to do it when other people aren't, because the rest of the country is in dire need of more unions to protect their rights as well. You know, it's not selfish just because some people have unions and others don't, because you just need to join your union, and you absolutely can. So, yeah, anyway, uh, absolutely fantastic news. Uh, hopefully now people will begin to realise they can demand something better for them from their employers, and they can absolutely get it as well.
In the United States now, the Capitol hearings have revealed that Trump absolutely knew what he was doing the whole time. Which shouldn't really come as a surprise to anyone. His former allies, including Trump-appointed judges, were all urging him to concede defeat. But at the same time, Rudy Giuliani was getting drunk and telling him to go ahead with declaring victory. Which, I mean, if anything sums up the dying days of the Trump presidency, I feel like a drunk Rudy Giuliani is pretty much it. As well as this, uh, leading officials were ordered to seize voting machines, which is illegal uh, for many reasons, and others sought pardons from Trump before the Capitol riots began. So obviously they knew they were going to be breaking laws, obviously they knew this might backfire. Um, they were having their exits covered immediately. This is pretty interesting because it shows that there was far more forethought and planning than uh, I honestly expected from Trump's last hours in office. But more so is that about 70%-ish, depending on the poll, of Republican voters think that the election was stolen, even when Trump's own allies were saying that they had lost. That's pretty interesting, because clearly the Trumpian uh, vision is still sold to a majority of the Republican base, even when most of the more traditional American conservatives are... Uh, not quite so Trumpian in their viewpoint. They are not delusional, at least. They aren't denying uh, reality when they lose. But it is a pretty bleak picture for the US politics since 70% of Republican voters are now believing an out-and-out lie. Um, so is it really any wonder that half of Americans are also expecting a civil war to break out in their lifetime? I wonder which half that is by the way. One other thing that's also just happened is that Joe Biden has caught COVID. To be honest, I'm surprised he made it this far, but maybe Kamala Harris will be replacing him sooner than I expected. So if nothing else, at least COVID might give us the first female president. Who knew it was so progressive? That'll be all for the Lakovian Report this week. Thank you for listening. I hope you found it interesting. Goodbye.